Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Challenged him, and this game is over! Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What was it like running on the field after Lewis hit that home run. Go for it, Colby. It was pretty cool because I think we all knew as soon as he hit it, it was gone. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Coming up, Fox Sports college football analyst Bruce Feldman. Ravens wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. Equalizer 3 director Antoine Fuqua. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Phone lines are lit. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. There is one line if you want to get in. We'll chat with you this hour. Trust me, we will do that. Odell Beckham Jr. joins us in 20 minutes' time from Baltimore, Maryland. The at, the uh, director, Antoine Fuqua, is going to be joining us in studio in hour number three. His fifth movie with Denzel Washington uh, is coming out this weekend, The Equalizer 3. Obviously, we'll talk training day with him. That's in hour number three as well. But we turn to our right to start hour number two. Every single Wednesday during the college football season, kind enough to join us in studio as he's doing right now from Fox Sports and the Athletic, our friend Bruce Feldman back here on the program. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm excited. I go to uh, Dallas tomorrow. We got a we got an interesting game on Fox on Saturday with TCU hosting Dion, your old buddy. I'm so excited. I really am so excited to see this. What would you say is what would be a successful foray for Dion going into this game against TCU? Into this game. I think if they can keep it competitive, the spread is 20 and a half. If they can, I, I don't think he's going to go in and say, guys, let's keep it under 20. I, yes, I know. But, <laughs> I think that would be, don't get blown out of the building because, you know, TCU's doing a little bit of a rebuild. They lost Max Duggan, who was a runner-up for the Heisman last year. Quentin Johnson, who's first-round pick of the Chargers, lost some other really good players. It's not like they're a preseason pick to win the Big 12, but they're still a really good team. It's a, it's a um, you know, it's a, not an easy trip to make. They're going to play. It's going to be hot in Fort Worth. Um, but I think if they can be competitive and show that they're a legit power five team and hang with them and where it's competitive in the second half. I know that's not something Dion's going to want to sell, but I think that would be something like, okay, they're not going to get embarrassed this year. Right. And clearly, I mean, what an off season, if you will, for Dion to move to Colorado is his physical problems himself, what he was going through with that, with surgeries, he will never talk about that sort of stuff. He just, he looks great. He looks ready to roll. I mean, and he's, his son is a legit, player in college football as well as some other players that he has brought in you know those that were handed their Louis Vuitton luggage they're out and those that are now in 
So what is your sense of the Colorado season going in? I think they were horrible last year. Let's get that straight. They were a one-win team last year. They were the worst power five team. They were getting blown out almost in every game. So I think if they can somehow get to four wins, I know four and eight doesn't sound great, but that's a big improvement. And we're looking at their schedule. I think what's going to be challenging for them, if they can somehow get to two and one, Mm -hmm. I think because after this game, they have Nebraska comes in there and then Colorado state, which is probably the most favorable matchup they have all season. If they can at least win one, if not two of those three games, then I was like, okay, they have a, I think they have a chance to get some momentum going. Cause after that, you know, you got Oregon, you got USC. It's not going to be easy. And I think what's going to hurt them is depth wise. I don't know how deep they are. Like, like Shador Sanders, Dion's son, who's the quarterback. He's definitely got a, got ability and he's got some really talented receivers. Jimmy Horn came from USF. He's a big time guy. Travis Hunter was former number one recruit in the country. He's a two way player who plays cornerback will help at receiver. The issue for them is the offensive line, I think is going to be a big problem because as you know, that's a position, that's a cohesion position. You need time to gel. Really, none of those guys were there together for spring football. They all are kind of coming together after spring football. So it's going to be a massive work in progress. And I don't know how much talent then they really have in that room. They have a couple of linemen who started in the MAC for Sean Lewis, who was the head coach at Kent State, who's now Dion's offensive coordinator. I think those guys will be the best players up front. I again, I I'm very curious. Everybody around college football is really curious to see what they're going to get. Um, you know, I think cautiously optimistic would be about as ho- as much as you can hope. But if they can get to four wins, I think that's a successful season. Well, it's obvious that, you know, Dion in Colorado has people's attention. You're going there. Fox big game, big big noon game is going there to start the season. The first two weeks we got him. We got him next week in Boulder for Dion's home opener, which is going to be wild when Nebraska comes in. Yeah, so obviously uh, mission accomplished for Colorado right there, and uh, we'll see what they can do. And also mission accomplished for Colorado. They were one of the, they were the first domino, if I'm not mistaken, of the Pac-12 to be yeah. pulled outside of obviously USC and, and and UCLA this year. They were the ones who just bolted, and then the Arizona teams went, and then obviously the Pacific Northwest fell apart, for the exception of Oregon State and Washington State. What is the latest on that going into week one of the college football season with the ACC and the two teams that are sitting there in the Bay Area? What do you got for me? Yeah, I mean, I think those are things that we think, along with SMU, the two Bay Area schools, could end up in some version of what is going to be the ACC. I don't know how stable that's all going to feel, Mm -hmm. right? Because you've had Florida State being extremely vocal about trying to get out and not happy with the deal. I think what we've seen now or TV deals and the and the revenue some schools are taking is not what it typically has been where it's equal shares. So I think that all has been shaken up. I just think there's a wild level of instability for what is left of the Pac-12. You know, do you know wash I talked to somebody around Washington State recently this past week and it was like that is going to be a big game changer if they they're relegated to be a Mountain West program. But I don't know what other options if you're Washington State and Oregon you have coming up because it doesn't look like there's any interest from the ACC to go get them. Now they could go to the AAC, but geographically that's a nightmare in terms of how do you put schedules together for those other sports. So I mean again, I'm glad we have games coming up because I think this is going to be a really special year in the Pac-12 in the last go round of it. 
but everything else is a mess. Well, I mean, the back-to-back Heisman winner is residing right here in the final season of the Pac-12, and I'm giving it to Caleb Williams already, the way he picked up a football like it had a handle on it against San Jose State. What is What would even be the competition for Caleb Williams? Give me some names. For the Heisman? Yes, sir. You know, I think there's a bunch of guys who are – this is a good quarterback group. Drake May, the North Carolina mm-hmm. quarterback, put up huge numbers last year. I mean, he's got a big game this weekend with South Carolina. I think he's somebody that people are very intrigued by, certainly as an NFL prospect. Different offense. They were in an air raid offense last year with Phil Longo. Now he's up in Wisconsin trying to get the Badgers to be a lot more multidimensional. Yes. Um, I think Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback, had a really good first season in the SEC, a transfer from ASU. That was a mess at ASU. He got in there, has done well. I think they have a chance to be a playoff team. Everything I've heard out of Baton Rouge is that he has really taken another step forward in terms of how comfortable he is in the offense, in terms of you know how quickly he's processing what he's seeing. They're really excited about him. You have Marvin Harrison Jr., maybe the most talented player in all of college football, prolific receiver at at Ohio State. Now they have a new quarterback. You know, it's going to be Kyle McCord. He's got the start for this game at least coming up against Indiana. I think he's a special player. I think he will definitely be in the mix. And you have a bunch of other guys who I think can come up in the you know, like their wild cards. Joe Milton at Tennessee, huge arm, just the biggest arm in college football. Now he goes into the Tennessee offense where Hendon Hooker lit it up. You know, maybe Josh Heupel can I don't want to say have, you know, back to back you know, explosive offenses that really shock people. Mm-hmm. But I think he's one that could be a, a dark horse candidate to keep an eye on. Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports and The Athletic beginning his weekly residency here on the Rich Eisen Show here uh, before the wild weekend we expect for Labor Day. Uh, you mentioned LSU, Baton Rouge, and Florida State. That is the marquee game of the first college football weekend writ large. Uh, Sunday night they play each other. We've got Mike Norvell on the First up tomorrow, um, w- what's Florida State's future here? Uh, instead of going about this game here, but w- what what moves do they have? You've got them, you've got Miami, you've got some serious power sitting there in the ACC. There's Clemson. What what are they thinking as, as everything is restructuring? I'm sure they would love to be in the SEC. For a long time, it was like, hey, you know, Florida is not going to want you know, FSU there. I think they want to keep that advantage to themselves, but obviously Texas A&M probably would have had similar feelings about Texas coming into the, into the SEC. You know, Florida State has not been happy about carrying the load for some of these other basketball schools when it comes to football in the ACC. They all agreed to this grant of rights deal that was a massive um, pact essentially with ESPN and the ACC, and it still runs for like more than another dozen years. Can they get out of it? I mean, there's a lot of, depending on which lawyers you talk to about, you know, will there be some kind of sovereign immunity clause that they can, you know, wiggle its way out of it for Florida State? I don't know the answer to that. Um, I know this, Mike Norvell has done a, a really terrific job turning around a program that had backslid towards the end of Jimbo Fisher's tenure. They were horrible in the offensive line. I think those guys have really built it up and gradually built it up to the point where this team has a legit chance to make the playoff. You know, you have Jordan Travis is a really good quarterback. They added transfer portal guys last year. They got Johnny Wilson, who's like a tight end size guy who was playing in the Pac-12, who had a big year last year. They added uh, Keon Coleman from Michigan State. They added a terrific tight end from South Carolina. They've added a bunch of really good players on the defense. 
this is a really, it's not quite back to what, what Bobby Bowden had rolling, you know, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. but it's way better than it's been in a long time. And he, you know, he's also done a really good job adding good assistant coaches that a lot of people didn't know who those guys were. Alex Atkins, run, you know, is the offensive line guy who's in the OC. Um, Adam Fuller is a defensive coordinator. I mean, these are, you know, he's from Sacred Heart. As a Northeast guy, you probably heard of that. You know, it's like, these are not big, big school guys who I think have come in and really come together and done a really good job there in Tallahassee. A few minutes left here with Bruce Feldman from Fox Sports and The Athletic. Um, so, final year of four college football playoff teams, right? This is it. This is Who it. makes it? What do you got for me? What do you I think? got, uh, I think, Georgia. I don't think they're going to three-peat, but I do think they're going to make the playoff. I mm -hmm. think their schedule is really cushy going in. I, ultimately, that could come back to bite them when they get into the playoff. Mm -hmm. uh, I think USC, I know they were shaky on defense last year. I think, obviously, they got a lot of stuff to get worked out on the defense side of the ball, but Caleb's phenomenal, as you said. Uh, I think LSU will be a playoff team. I think they will come out of the SEC West, and I think they will come out of the SEC ultimately. And your alma mater, you do this like is him. the year I think that Jim Harbaugh can win a national title, and I think he will. I think J.J. McCarthy takes the next big step forward. Oh, they got wow. all those leaders back. I mean, Jim Harbaugh told me when I saw him a couple weeks ago, he said, I think we're going to break Georgia's draft record with the most players yes. drafted. He thinks they're going to have 20. I mean, you'll see Chris Jenkins take a huge step forward. I think we're going to, you know, you have Blake Corum healthy. You have an incredibly deep offensive line. You know, Loveland is a difference maker outside. I think that is a dimension that they really haven't had. You know, there's probably four guys at Ohio State who could start at, at, at Michigan at receiver. But I think now you have some playmakers and, and Donovan Edwards is, is a wild card guy who can obviously be an explosive running back. But I think they can get, get him the ball in other ways. I just think you're going to see J.J. McCarthy really flourish this year. So what the hell's going on with the three games? Sit down. Michigan is the one that imposed it, right? Self-imposition. Self-imposed because the NCAA is not happy with Michigan. I think you also have a case, to, to be quite honest, where Jimbo uh, or Jim Harbaugh has flirted with the NFL and last year, certainly, you know, with the Broncos. I, I think he wins the national title and rides off into the sunset and some NFL team grabs him and then he's just like, see ya, NCAA, I don't care what you do. Because he just basically flipped them the bird when they asked questions about what happened with hamburgers being bought and a Zoom and stuff like that. Yeah, that and I, I think, and they, they pushed back. They were like, this isn't about, for the NCAA to actually call out in the middle of a process like they did publicly, mm -hmm is very unusual, very rare. I think this is super is that contentious. Charlie Baker flexing his muscles? Well, it's the people under him certainly are. And I think, look, you also have a little bit of friction, or maybe even more than a little, with Jim Harbaugh and Ward Manuel, the AD. I mean, it's there's a lot of stuff going on. I think you will see, as especially as Jim Harbaugh and Michigan keeps winning and keeps ascending this year, yes. I think you will see Jim Harbaugh be very vocal and step on a lot of toes and it'll be interesting to see how they keep the train on the tracks here. Him basically saying, let's share money with the collegiate players this past week. Is yeah, he spoke out. No, we, we've had some coaches. I mean, Chip Kelly's another one who's spoken up about that, and yes. I've had conversations with him talking about revenue sharing. I think you will see that conversation keep getting advanced. I think a lot of people are uncomfortable with it. I don't think they like how the economics work out, but that's where that's one of the things that's headed in that direction. Well... I'll tell you, if Michigan wins it all um, and uh, the Jets go to the Super Bowl, I'll just stop following sports. I mean, it won't get any better than that. That'll be it, right? What else? You would take one out of two, would you not? Which you, would you pick? You would take Michigan over the Jets. <laughs> what do you guys think? 
What do you guys think? think You're longer suffering with the Jets. Jets. Michigan has at least had success. Yeah, Michigan's been successful in your lifetime. And as you say, you've never seen the Jets. Jets. You would take Jets. Jets. Is anybody letting letting you lead the Jets out onto the field? No, no, I'm not that. I'm not that. Greeny would, I think, slip my throat first. (laughs) You know? No You'd offense. also slit your Achilles if you try, if, if, a, if there was one media person going to be let out, letting the, leading oh, the Jets yeah, out on the field. Yeah, oh yeah, it would be that. But uh, you'd be wrong. Michigan. I, I, yeah, I, I need to see this. I got to shut up all these people that are in my ear. No one is in my ear about the Jets. Maybe there you, you go. see. Get out of here. You guys should know him if better I had to choose me. one. Seriously. Oh. But you've seen it. Well, oh, you, no, no, no. you saw a half. Which one's uh, we'll, we, we'll, we'll, we'll get into this conversation. Don't, Michigan don't is closer than the Jets. Don't, don't, drag, this, don't drag this man into our mosh pit. That's why he's this man is too classy. Don't do it. Don't do Michigan's it. I'm not that classy. Thank you again for doing this every Wednesday. It means a lot to me, us, everybody here. It's good to be here. And have a great trip. Say hi to Dion for me. I will. We're looking forward to seeing him. I'm so excited to watch this. I'm so excited. And clearly... Knowing, you know, what happened uh, last time TCU uh, played in um, against Michigan, um, and my feelings for Dion. Uh, I'm a college. I mean, I, honestly, I might buy a buffalo and run it around my neighborhood prior to Saturday's game. I think that would set off some flags. I'd get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for the, thanks for stopping by. Greatly appreciate my it. My pleasure. Bruce Feldman is here every single Wednesday during the season. Let's take a break. Odell Beckham Jr. of the Baltimore Ravens. When we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. What nickname are you most proud of that you did? By the way, I knew that's when I arrived, is when you called me... Betty uh, Davis. Rich Betty Davis Eisen. Betty Davis Eisen. The thing about the nicknames, and I know we talked about it, is they never... This is revisionist history when people write, well, he really wanted to do this to be famous. Garbage. I did it because it was 2.30 in the morning, and 
It said Seattle 5, Kansas City 2 with no pictures for a minute. Yeah, right. You got to go with something. <laughs> right. So here's Julio. Won't you let me take you on a seat cruise? Had three doubles for the Mariners. <laughs> okay, so it's just, it came out, it worked. It, we, we, that's not the question you asked me. The ones that work the best are the ones that, they're all plays on names, none are derogatory. But you don't have to eat it. So Burt be home. Bly Levin. Right, okay. that's a good one. So, well, you don't have to know he's a pitcher. You don't have to know he throws a curveball. Right. You don't have to know anything. Right. Every kid's heard it. Every parent said it. You don't even have to be a baseball fan to get that. So, a lot of them are food. Some of them are, I mean, John, tonight, let it be Lowenstein. That's I mean, um, there. I mean, there's Jose, can you see Cruz? O to B. Young again, McDowell. That was I mean, there was Jim two silhouettes on Deshays. I mean, that's music. Joe actual retail Joe price. price. I mean, there's just it's it a, but a here, great it's it, but there's it's a game everyone can play, you know. And then then yeah. with football, you go over to high only under highlights, and you know. Eric sleeping with BN. That's my favorite. Eric sleeping with BN. Or Bernard innocent until proven until guilty. Proven guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody favorite. has their, their Andre favorites. Andre Bad Moon rising. Well, that was next. <laughs> well, he tattooed Bad Moon right here. On, uh, pre-tattoo days. Andre's great. On, buddy the, left, mine. on the left bicep. No, no way he knew who Creedence Clearwater Revival was. <laughs> <laughs> no way. But Bad Moon rising, you know. There's tons of them. The great Chris Berman, all of his appearances in the history of our show on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I, I, I love watching this guy play, and I would uh, you guys know I say it all the time, and I'm not just saying it because he's on hold, kind enough to call into this program, getting set for his 10th year in the National Football League. Wow. 10 years Where's for Odell Beckham man? Jr., now with the Baltimore Ravens, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? Man. I'm doing well, man. You know, I've always admired and it's been love from afar. And um, I guess it's your 10, but really, you're nine. You know, I set out last year, so I don't want you to give me that yet. But uh, it's been <laughs> definitely t- a blessing, man. I'm excited. No, I, I I know that, but it's been 10 years, I guess. Uh, this is your 10th ten- season since you've been drafted. I'll give you the 10th. Screw it. Have your have have, have anybody that's uh, talking about vesting or whatever, call me. I'll tell them it's 10. <laughs> um, so how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great. Actually, uh, we have practicing a little bit, and it's just, um, you know, it's been a different adjustment just coming back and getting back into, you know, you could train all year long and do all those things, but, you know, football shape is, is a whole other thing. So I remember, you know, years back before anything had ever happened, that first game, that first drive, all of us are huffing and puffing, whether it's your nerves, the energy just everything so i'm excited about that man but i'm feeling good mentally feeling very very good probably the best place i've been in so i'm just excited about this opportunity well i did give you credit for last year uh when i mentioned this is year 10 it's been 10 years since you've been 10 seasons since you've been drafted uh were you close to coming back last year was that close odell it was close but it was gonna have to be the absolute right situation that was you know, worth risking um, where I'm at now. And then, you know, things just kind of didn't transpire that way. And I always feel like God has a plan. Like, he's he's looking out and he's always watching over. So it just seemed as if the decision after the Super Bowl when I was contemplating, will I be back this year or will I wait? You know, that weighed on me the entire time. And it just um, it just happened that, you know, there was no there was no opportunity for me to really do what I wanted to do. And obviously, 
You know, it's hard to go out there for for no money and risk it all for an organization when you have to look after you know yourself and your family. So it was close, but I, I think I did the best thing uh, to give myself the, the chance to be here right now. And and I I mean for you to go basically on a free agency tour at the owners meeting, I got to be honest with you, that's a baller move, Odell. <laughs> that was a baller move. What was that like for you? Uh, I just feel like. You know, as much as the world gets to know somebody from afar or we hear things or this or that or in passing or this person knows that person, who I am as a person, uh, I feel like once you actually, we sit down and we're having dinner or whatever setting it is and we're sitting there face to face, like you'll see a completely different person than what the world had made me to be for better or for worse. Uh, I feel like you'll get to see exactly who I am. So. It just was, you know, I, I lived in Arizona at the time, and um, I'm in a different place in my life, you know. Uh, I, I just felt that this was the right thing to do. And just to be able to see and check the temperature, um, and never did I really think I was going to be here. You know, I remember talking to Hobbs last year about coming here, and he's like, man, could you you think you could make it in, you know, you know, Baltimore? It's not really much. To, I'm like, brother, listen, when I'm playing football, I'm playing football. I have plenty of other time to travel and all that after. So when I went to the owners' meetings, I just kind of wanted to see and, um, it kind of boiled down to this. It was like that quote, go where you're celebrated and not tolerated. And it seemed like other places were, we would love to have you. Oh, we would love to have you. We would love to have you. And this place, uh, you know, obviously the owner, Steve, he he made me want to be a Raven, you know. And, I, and it just was that energy of like, no, we want you here. And we, you know, we want to use you and we want to use your skill set. We need you here to be a, a leader and to, to now, being the older guy is definitely a little weird, but I've embraced it. I kind of actually enjoy it. It's cool. Um, but it was definitely like I'm at an age of my life where you want to be where you're wanted. Well, and 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 look, I've known Steve Bashotti for years, and he's delightful. Uh, I love him. He's so generous with my charity every year, running my 40 for St. Jude. He's the first one in with a very generous donation with his wife. Um, and, you know, uh, I'm a Harbaugh guy knowing, you know, I'm a Michigan guy. So John is another one yeah. as well. But when you sat down, uh, the Ravens were still known in many ways, not telling any tales out of school, uh, a place where receivers go to die. So yeah. what was your sense of that when you talked to them, Odell? It just was, um, you know, Munkin coming from Georgia, and I seen that he, you know, aired it out. I know that Lamar wants to air it out, and not to say that it's going to be an air raid, um, it just didn't seem like that was the energy. It was that, you know, we're going to throw the ball. And, uh, you know, being on the other side and, you know, even take away the NFL but other business uh, opportunities and you hear the things that they tell you, but then you get there and it's not exactly what it is. Um, mm-hmm. It was definitely kind of me winging it on a feeling. On a feeling. And um, I, told, I texted Harbs the other day. I was like, you run a world-class operation around here been very like it's been very refreshing you know it's been a breath of fresh air for me it's definitely not just going to be all run game um i'll tell you that much i won't give away any game plans but i'm i'm truly excited man i haven't i hadn't had this feeling since early in my career with the giants and then um you know cleveland wasn't the best situation which life is like that you know not every situation is the best for everybody but when i went to the la rams and the way that mcveigh and uh, Sneed and the Conkeys and the way that they, they ran everything, especially McVay, like he made me fall in love with football game. He made me fall in love with the game. He made me want to show up every day to be a pro and to know that 
you know, you're going to be prepared. And it's kind of that similar feeling over here, the way that uh, things are ran. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like I'm just I'm in a different place in my life. I've been through so much that, like, I'm just very grateful to be and have another opportunity to play in the NFL. And then um... – when you mentioned Odell that you were talking to them and it's a different offense and Todd Munkin's coming in and Lamar wants to wing it around. When you spoke to them, Lamar was uh, quite pissed with the organization. As a matter of fact, I think at the owners meeting before John Harbaugh sat down and met with the media, he hit send on a tweet uh, about wanting to be traded. Uh, How was that playing out with you and your decision back then? You know, listen, it's like you, you worked your entire life. You, you feel like you've done so much. I, I've personally been in the places um, where you feel like you've done so much for an organization. And this is a business, and we get all that. But I think, you know, not speaking for him, he feels like he's done so much for this place. And obviously, we're all playing to get paid and to, to be able to take care of your family forever. And I think he just felt like it was his time. And he also not only was it just about getting paid, like uh, he he's a guy, as I've been around him, like he wants to win. And he wants to win a championship. That's all he talks about. You know, he wants to win a Super Bowl. Like he, I, I feel like this is something that he dreamed of as a as a, as a child. And um, I think that's probably where the frustration lies. You know, between your emotions of as a human, um, how you feel when you do something, where you feel like you do so much for someone, and then it's not being paid back in return. It's not easy as humans to, to handle that in any setting. So I think that's probably all it was. If I if I were to speak on his behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that, you know, he feels like he deserves X, Y, and Z, and, you know, he also wants to take care of his family. And um, on the other end, you know, they have to, to do their due diligence and, and, and hold up on their end, too. So I just think, you know, both sides coming together was obviously going to be the best for both sides. And um, I'm just happy that all that's out of the way. And, like, we're, you know, a couple of days away from uh, – I mean, I've been thinking about this for a long, long time. I had to sit out watch last year, watch mm-hmm. everyone have fun, and – um, which is great because I'm happy for those guys, but like I can't help but miss, you know, playing football. I've dedicated so much of my my life to this game, so I'm just happy we're here now. Um, and I'll tell you this: I've been around and seen what it takes. You know, obviously only won one championship, but been in that atmosphere to understand how a team most likely wins it. And I don't think that there's a piece missing here to where this team can't be competing for a championship. Is that right? Okay. So let's jump into that relationship with Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham Jr. What is it like to catch passes from him? You know, it's funny because, like, for me, I remember when I was watching him in college, and I was like, my favorite player uh, was Mike Vick growing up. And not to, like, do any comparison, because I know it's such an easy comparison, but, you know, they're they're a little different. Um and just being on his team and watching him from afar, like I've always had respect for him. I always had a lot of love for him. I knew that I seen a lot of hate when it came to him or can he throw, can he not throw. I mean, he's got a cannon. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got a, a crazy arm. Um, he can run it, throw it. Like he's he's just an incredible athlete. Back in quarterback, you know what I mean? Like he likes to have a good time. He likes to joke, but he's also serious. But so to be able to be on Lamar Jackson's team, like I always joke with him and be like, I'm on Lamar Jackson's team. You know what I mean? Like I'm like we're really on the same team. It's just crazy to me that you know this opportunity ended up happening. So, like I said, man, this this isn't 
Uh, I, I don't think this is a team to take lightly. And again, the way that Harbs and these guys run um, this program is it's serious. You know, they 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 care about winning. Uh, and I think that's all they care about. How how can they get that job done? So I'll ask this question: Any similarities between Lamar and Eli? Odell? <laughs> yeah, they both play quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. No, there's 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 no there's no similarities at all. It's just different. It's just different because you got to understand. Obviously, Eli was Eli was. I came in and he just like you can't. Like, I remember things happening with with Eli when I'm like, man, he knows he knows what's happening before it's even happening. Right. And you know, obviously Lamar is developing and having that with. That was on year. I don't even know what year it was for E, but I would say one, they both play quarterback and they're both very fast. They're both very fast. I like it. Well done. Okay, Hotel Beckham Jr. here. A couple more minutes left uh, with him. Um, noticed you're wearing number three, uh, Odell. Last time was college? Is that the last time you wore number three on a field? Yeah, right before that was uh, the Super Bowl. But, yeah, that's fine, too. Okay. College. Right. All right. That's the Super Bowl as well. So, number three. Okay. And uh, I guess... He's been my number pretty much all my life. You know, Allen Iverson was one of my biggest... Um, influences growing up he, he was you know, the reason i wore number three i really wanted to wear number seven it just kind of was obviously you know the biblical being uh, the the holy number of seven but rashad is wearing seven here and it, yeah you know three was three was what i had to go with okay and so um you said a couple times before i let you go here a couple more minutes left with odell beckham jr you've said a couple times in this interview odell that you're a different person now that you're in a different part of your life now what do you mean by that I think for one, it's definitely that gratitude state. Obviously, you know, having an 18 month old boy like opens your eyes, and just the things that I've been through in life. Um, you know, when people look back and they're like, "Oh, what would you give advice to your 21 year old self?" And I'm like, at 25, everyone has that answer. It's like, "Oh, I, I would do this, that, the third. And but at 30, I feel like my answer is, "You're gonna have to go through your own challenges and adversity and things in life. You're gonna have to mess up." And that's the only way that you're going to be able to learn from your, your mistakes because each person's journey is their own. You know, I can't, I could go and ask a LeBron or a Randy Moore or all these guys about how would you handle this and that, but we're all in different situations. Everybody's, we're all individuals. Each person is completely different than the other. So, man, like I'm just, I'm grateful to even be able to walk on a football field and run routes. I'm grateful to, you know, uh, it's just a, a funny experience. It's a small story, but in Baltimore, where I'm living at, I have to walk the trash can. It's like a, it's like a good. It's not an easy walk, and it's up a hill because the, the trash can doesn't come down here. Mm-hmm. And it's like instead of being in a place where like you might complain about first world problems, or I'll catch myself complaining because I got my gas is low and I got to stop before meeting. Like I found myself trying my very hardest not to complain about these opportunities because someone else would love to have these opportunities or my life could be way worse. So again, I think I'm just in a place of uh, peace and, and, and gratitude. Don't get me wrong. That's that, that, that person that's in there, uh, that had that passion that we always seen. I was fiery on the field. He, I don't think I'll ever be able to just lose him completely, but I can definitely say that um, I've grown up a lot, man. And, and it's just, um, it's refreshing when, you know, we get to see this me and not, you know, the me 
uh, when I was younger who just was, you know, a little more, a little less patient. Well, I hate to tell you, the reason why the, the trash can gets heavier each time is Josh Norman's putting more trash in your can every single day without you knowing, <laughs> Odell. Every, that's what's going on, man. I knew it, it had to be something. It had to be something, right? Are you willing to share what LeBron uh, talks about with you? What do, what, do you, what do you guys chop it up about if you yeah, have that occasion? He's just someone who obviously um, LeBron is probably my biggest influence. He was the one that I watched um, most growing up. And it doesn't even, like football wasn't even, you know what I mean? He doesn't play football, so it's, it's different when, when I'm watching him. But the way that he's carried himself, the way that, that, that he approaches the game, the way that he never cheated, the workout regimens, you know, just kind of all of those tips and advice and um, whenever I got a moment we could just sit down like just to be able to hear experiences from him you know again not to go into like the personal personal but he's just been a very positive uh, impactful male figure in my life Um, and I think us as men you know we usually don't sit there and ask you know another man for advice or, or, or tips or tricks or anything like that so he just really helped me in my career on and off the field my um, approach to the game, the love for the game, and, and aspiring to be great, you know, especially through, you know, my failures or whatever it was, you know, that would probably be the biggest thing that, you know, when I asked him about you know, what moment or what play was it that you remember that you wish you could have back or what, you know, anything like that. So, you know, I have a moment in my career. And, and well, Odell, look, man, uh, I really appreciate you you joining me here. Um, if you don't mind, in the in the last couple minutes, uh, you you want to give me the top? Who are the top five wide receivers in the NFL, according to you, Odell? Top five receivers. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna go with Justin, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, I need it. I need it. oh Devontae. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is tough. This the thing. Uh, it's such a hard argument for me, right? Because my thing is, when you say top five, I think about eight to nine people who, any given Sunday, Monday, or Thursday, could be the number one in the world. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's such a hard debate that I've never really enjoyed a lot. It's like, oh, the top five. Like, you know, back in the day when it was Julio, AB, myself, it's like any given day he could go for one eighty, or yep. he can go for sixty, or he can go for. You know what I mean? But I would say, you know. Justin, Devontae, um, I think a Cooper Cup, Tyreek, Jamar, if I'm keep going, you know. No, that's five. Big. That's five. Um, but I think the biggest one to watch out for this year creeping everyone's top five is going to be Zay Flowers. You the, Zay Flowers, right? That's for sure, huh? So, just keep that name on it and watch every single week when it's showing up on Sports Center. Okay. Or NFL Network, you understand. Okay, very good. Uh, Listen, Odell, um, I really appreciate it. I know you don't do this too often for too many spots, so I thank you greatly for this, um, and I'd love to chop it up uh, more with you um, when when you're when you're willing. And it's good to see you back, man. Absolutely, absolutely, family. You know anything for you, so I appreciate the time. I appreciate you saying that, Odell. Thanks again. You be well. Have a great season with Baltimore. And I guess last last one for you before I let you go. Walk me through. You know, I I imagine Baltimore will introduce the offense first since it's Lamar's first game back when everybody thought he would never play there again. But that means you get to come out of the smoke like Ray Lewis in Baltimore. What's that going to be like for you if you want to envision that for a second, week one? Man, I feel like I can smell 
like I have such a crazy visualization skill um, pretty much all my life, and I feel like I can feel the atmosphere. And as you said it, like my, my chest kind of filled up because it's such a, like, it's been really hard for me. Um, this experience has been really hard for me, you know, not getting the potential role, like I'm emotional, like speaking on it, and I just know that uh, emotions are definitely going to be right through me. Um, just be looking up in the sky, just thanking the man like for another opportunity, um, just to step foot on the field. You know, I after the Super Bowl, I was like, I'm literally busting my ass and, and work to get back, and I don't care if it was to catch one pass. Like this is not how I'm finishing uh, my career. Obviously, I still have to dance, but that's just how my mind works, man. And now that it's finally here, like I'm just so excited. I'm so ready for the opportunity. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what it would be like, man. You might see a tier two roll down, but we'll see. I look forward to it, Odell, um, and enjoy it. Love every second of it, um, and I can't wait to see what you do in your new spot. Send my best to everybody there. Thanks for the time. Absolutely. That's uh, the great Odell Beckham Jr. right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Well, that was awesome, dude. Okay. I might have to, for later on in this program, rearrange my AFC North order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are, we, are we buying Zay Flower stock now? I don't know. He's He sees it. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm writing down some notes here. Oh, we're on the clock in the fantasy. Nah, you know what? What the hell? Tell him. Wait, I was talking Odell Beckham Jr. Is that a flex? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Okay. We'll take a break. Phone lines are lit. We'll take them. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Antoine Fuqua, the director of The Equalizer 3 and his fifth Denzel movie, will be in Studio Hour 3. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. I want to play uh, Celebrity True or False with you, Terry Crews, with some stuff from some previous interviews of yours and then on IMDb pages and stuff. I want to know what's true and what's not. True or False, Terry Crews, your first job was as a sketch artist for a local news station in the 80s. True or False? That is true. I started sketching for the station, and they put me on the worst murder case in Flint, Michigan history. I was in the courtroom. I did the courtroom sketches. Did you see the uh, sketch artist that uh, from the Deflate Gate case <laughs> no, with, with the Tom Brady? Yeah. It's right oh, up there. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Come on. Now, well, he probably was hungry. You know, he was he was hangry. Uh, another one. You worked on the set as a bodyguard for Cube before he cast you on Friday After Next. Is that now, a true story? Now that's true, but the bodyguard sounds sexy. Okay, it, it was security guard. Like I had a T-shirt with a flashlight. 
bodyguard sounds like suits and all that. No, no, no. It was no. more like I was like watching Cube's car. He's like, hey, man, make sure my car stays there. I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I had my batteries. But this is the thing. I made sure all my little like polo shirts were really tied up good yeah, on the, the arms. Medium. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, they were medium. <laughs> all medium shirts. And they were like, oh, I look so amazing. And then he cast you? Then he put you in? And then he put me in Friday after the next. What was your role in training day? Oh, I was a, a, a uncredited gang member. That was it. I was walked on the set to watch Denzel work, and the director, Antoine Fuqua, said, hey, man, you know what? I'm going to put you in this movie. You, you down? I was like, okay, okay. So he, t- he said, take your shirt off. I took my shirt off, and I was the guy on the roof that was uh, flipping pigeons, and the whole thing as Denzel came so down. You just walked on the set to I, see Denzel work? What I are you see, talking about? I had a friend who, were, who was like a location guy because uh-huh. I was doing security, Yeah. and he was like, man, you want to watch Denzel tonight? I was like, yep. See, this is the thing. A lot of your success just comes from proximity. You know what I mean? You can be broke anywhere. I decided to be broke in L.A. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a lot of great things happen. And how great that we have an opportunity coming up next hour to ask Antoine Fuqua about his perspective. Back here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show, Radio Network sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Man, we're going to predict the AFC North later on in the third hour, and I, I, I might just have... You just got swayed. I don't know. I might have, <laughs> you know, like it's the last thing I heard from the jury, yep, uh, you know, I'm yep, in the jury box, yep, yep. and, um, you know... They called, they called recess. The Ravens like, are well-coached, and, and he's talking about, I see what it's like around here. How about him saying Sean McVay made him love football again? I can see that. It's pretty cool. Well, just considering and, where he was kind of mentally and, and uh, the depth. No, and, no similarities between Eli and Lamar other than the fact that they play quarterback. I, and they're fast. And they're fast. <laughs> I like it. Eli more quick-witted, I think, than fleet of foot. I, I, I like it. <laughs> just great catching up with Odell Beckham. Great great guy. And, Did Odell have a media future when his I, don't, I, I doubt that's – I think he's going to go be a dad and fly off to, like, you know, the south of France Perhaps. on a boat – Think he'd be good at it, <laughs> you know. Shouldn't say I shouldn't have mentioned, uh, you know, boats with him, right? Remember that back in the day. I mean, that was that was when he it first started going south in New York. Well, it was the last Giants playoff win until uh, till last year, right? And then he goes to Cleveland, and now he's totally back in the NFL after blowing out his knee in the Super Bowl. All right, uh, Kathy in Philadelphia, I believe. I, I've been told Kathy first in, first up, and is now uh, graphic worthy right here on the program. How are you, Kathy, in Philadelphia? Hello, I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm great. Look at you. Oh, yeah, look at me. You're shooting arrows into a bullseye of me of the target. Okay, there you go. How you been, Kathy? I've been well. Um, I, unlike most of your callers, I'm not calling in to do the win-loss game. Okay. um, Because, as I'm sure Hoskins will agree, the Bills are going 29-0. and um, yes. They won't be losing until halfway through next season. Nice. So we're fine. We're fine. Yep. Okay. Um, I actually wanted to talk to Brockman with a Yo. proposal. Um, and I have to specify Brockman because I can't say Chris because some crazy Chris's call into your show. Um, mm. But so after the success of the Rich Eisen Show March Madness tournament, I was I would like to propose not a fantasy football league because with Chris's rules, you would have to start drafting now to be finished by next season. I like it. Um, firing away. What, what, I, what about a Rich Eisen pick'em league? So it's it's easier to maintain and more people can get involved. 
What is what is that? It's a great idea. Just pick them. Just just winners. Oh. Yeah, just winners. It's oh, for a fan, no spreads, no nothing. A fan pick okay. league. I do that every week on game day morning. Right. I'm happy to. Um, I'll set it up right now. Kathy. Okay, let's do it. Great idea. Well done, Kathy, and uh, and congrats on the uh, on the. On the graphic. Thank you. I'm very proud of that, actually. It was, a really good, it was a really good uh, work by Smitch. I really appreciate Smitch it. Smitch is and, the best. Um, and, and, Rich, I wanted you to notice the subtle um, salute to New York City in the background. I do see so, that. I do see it in the background over your, over your I see the uh, Statue of Liberty, and I see you, the Brooklyn Bridge. I see it. Okay. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the skyline looking out from Jersey where you grew up. So <laughs> no, it's Staten uh, Island. It's Staten Island. Staten Island. I'm from Staten Goodbye, Kathy. You <laughs> snuck one in. Oh, don't knock Jersey. Great jab like Zach. Matt in Denver, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's your what's uh, on your mind, Matt? Hey, Rich. I was listening yesterday when you were asking if there's any Packers fans that wanted to jump ship to Aaron Rodgers, and I'm, I think I'm one of them. Oh, okay. Oh, what's on your mind? So I really think they kind of did him dirty with the whole drafting of uh, Jordan Love. So the first year that Matt LaFleur was here, he was trying to run his system. He just completely handcuffed Aaron Rodgers as much as he could and didn't let him do the normal stuff that he's great at. And that's when they decided to go ahead and trade up to draft Jordan Love. And instead of trading up to draft Jordan Love, they just could have waited a little bit, actually give him the weapon that he always wanted, and drafted T. Higgins instead. Um, that's one way to look at it, Matt, and I appreciate the call. That's Matt in Denver. I, I mean, that's a unique narrative there. Um, I, I I saw Rodgers and Matt LaFleur at the NFL Honors when Rodgers was getting ready to accept his second consecutive MVP award, um, and everyone's wondering, is he going to stay there in Denver? They they looked tight. They looked like they liked, they liked each other. You know, I think, again, he was happy that McCarthy was out and somebody else was coming in. We were all wondering, can this, you know, Leopard change his spots? And he did. And they won 13 games first year. And then they get Jordan Love. It was just a communication with Gutekunst and Rogers stunk. We know that, it appears. How about the Packers going for Jonathan Taylor on the eve of the season? How about that one? Want to talk about going outside your lane Man. with a, you got AJ Dillon, you got Aaron Jones, and you're going to go throw Jonathan Taylor in that mix too. Backs. And you know, obviously, probably had to the, send the football fans Aaron of Jones. Back, I don't know. I, I have no idea what the compensation package was for that because, I mean, you know, Wisconsin fans would have loved to have Jonathan Taylor back in their state. <laughs> I think the. Uh, the mix of if there was a Venn diagram, one circle was Packers fans, one circle was Badger fans. I think there'd be a big mesh point there between those two circles. But based on all the reporting coming out of Miami, they they may have asked for, uh, you know, uh, Bakhtiari and, you know, Aaron Jones and, you know, maybe the Lombardi statue out front. Yep. Right? Yeah, all the cheddar cheese. Yeah. All the all the free cheese, yeah. cheese for life <laughs> for extra, Jim Irsay. I, sharp. Because according to multiple reports coming out of South Florida, the Colts asked the Dolphins for Jalen Waddle. Like, what though? Like, it's, I guess you're going YOLO. Why not? 
They're that dude in your fantasy league who's like, if you're Jonathan you know, Taylor and you're like, okay, the here's the door, here's the door, I'm gonna go see, see, seek my new partners, and you're sitting there thinking it's possible I can come to Miami because they're talking terms and dollars for me. Then you find out that they're asking for Jalen Waddle back. Get out of here. I guess we're giving you our young Turk. Let's get your young Turk, who, by the way, was a top six pick in the draft, who's bowling out. So, of course, the Dolphins are going to say, yeah, we're not breaking up maybe the best wide receiver tandem in the league for a running back that we would love to have, but we kind of don't need to pay what he wants. Jalen Waddle, that's a, that's a, I mean, uh, you, the phone's hung up before the second syllable of Jalen's out of their mouth because it's either like Jalen Waddle or it's Ramsey. Which Jalen you want? Doesn't oh. matter. Hello. Goodbye. Hello. I hear J- J- Jalen before Jalen's finished. <laughs> Get out of here. That is like so, a bad fantasy offer. Again, yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's, you said, yeah. like you said, Chris, it's, it's like, like what? Co- no. Cooper's in a league with a bunch of 12 year olds. It's just like, I'll give you five players for your one. And they're all four of them are injured and, you know, not nearly remotely close to this, but it's volume. The volume should make you want to take the trade. And then Cooper sometimes looked at me, should, should I do it? I'm like, get out of here. Give me that phone. I'll hit reject for you. Don't even give him an answer. <laughs> Cooper's too nice. And I'm doing that on a 12-year-old. I'm dunking on an 11-year-old. See? That's nuts. Man, and you're sitting there and you're Jonathan Taylor saying, I thought I could go to Miami and they, they wanted what for me? Woo. I guess it's a compliment, but in the end, it's, it's called a non and a starter. Hour three coming up. Wow. I That's nutty. Yeah, that's nutty. All right, per Kathy's request, I have created a Pick'em League. All right. On ESPN, I'm going to tweet out the link. It's free to join. All right. We'll figure out the stakes, you know, top five, get a mug or something. I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. Prizes. Let's, let's, let's hold off on this for a second. Oh, okay. Let's hold off. Let's, let's do this offline. All right. I mean. Have this conversation offline. I took care of it. I appreciate you doing that, but we'll have this conversation offline. <laughs> right now, we're online. On TV. On the we're on TV, channel. yes, on the Roku oh, yeah, channel. We're, on t- yeah. we're, we're right. you know, let's make the sausage offline. That's what I'm saying. Copy. Well, I mean, they want Bart Starr's, you know, stats too? What do they want? Get out of well, here. They weren't that, the stats weren't great for Starr. You know, Get out of here, uh, please. Sorry. Miami. Not I want Jalen Waddle. I want a cheeseburger. You get nothing in all you. Yes, Chris Ballard. Good for you, man. You go on with your bad self. I'll take Jalen Waddle. Give him Anthony Richardson. They're turning in a. Oh my God, that's if, if crazy. Taylor's healthy though. Is that a fair trade? Kind of. But Taylor's not healthy, and everybody knows it. I'm saying if he's healthy. Taylor for Waddle straight up, that's kind of a good trade. Do you do that if you're the Miami Dolphins? Hell no. You got two of you're you got but a he's quick game. Better here. than their running backs then, now. So what? You don't need them. Oh. I don't think. That's a luxury, not a ne- not a necessity. <laughs> 